Greetings, Alpha Seekers. Uh, it's the, uh, well, it's not the night before Christmas, is it? But it's getting close. And uh, so I could extemporaneously try to come up with, uh, well, what, 21st, 22nd, 23rd? So it's, I guess, what is it? Uh, so Thursday's Christmas Eve, right? And that, back when such things mattered to me, you know, Christmas Eve was really our big big deal so we would open presents and have guests come and it was fun when i was a kid but then i grew up so i don't really care about holidays but um merry christmas to all of you who are christians and happy new year to all my listeners so uh what's up today a big controversy about tesla uh doug cass who's you know he's a what is he with? He's with one of those uh, newsletters that Kramer's involved with. Uh, and he's all upset about the machinations and Tesla, because Tesla hopped into the uh, S&P 500 here over the weekend, or I guess after the close on Friday. And the stock popped like 10%. So I don't know how you exactly would have made money on that. Because um, it's after hours, right? So it popped by 10 and then... But there's probably a way to play that on a go-forward, you know? Because the S&P will announce that like weeks before it happens. So it's really easy to telegraph. And when you get that many index funds buying a stock so they can include it in their S&P, um, and then whatever dumps out, I guess they got to sell. So there's no doubt a way to play that if you're a real clever trader. I'm not that clever. So, but I think next time around, we got to pay attention to that whenever the S&P makes a change in the composition. Because that's huge volume, you know. So many people are in index funds. So there's got to be a way to like sell puts. I don't know. Maybe sell puts on the... Uh, one that's going in and sell calls on the one that's going out. I don't know. I have to think about that. I need somebody smarter than me to be in the room, and right now I'm alone. So, <clears throat> anyway, just something to think about. Um, <clears throat> the other thing I wanted to mention today, you know, we didn't get the bump that I expected from the stimulus, so that was disappointing, but it turns out the market is spooked now. First of all, I think a lot of guys just need an excuse to lighten up because there's uncertainty in Georgia. I know I did that last week, I think. At least I gave the okay to unload the winners. So you don't want to be paying short-term capital gains uh, next year or beyond because if the Democrats take Georgia, uh, then you're going to pay a much higher rate, probably, I think. I mean, there's those who think, well, maybe they won't raise rates on the rich. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if they if they have the opportunity, you know, they're going to do it, I think. And they're going to do it sooner rather than later because that's an easy win for the Democrat. I mean, you know, anybody who makes under 400 grand a year is going to be jumping up and down applauding, right? So... Uh, I think that's obviously, you know, on day one of my presidency. But I'm going to introduce legislation to stick it to these rich, fat cats. Never worked a day in their life, which isn't true. But, you know, be be that as it may, why take the chance? So so I dumped some winners. 
And uh, I imagine a lot of a lot of guys are doing that, and some may not want to admit it, so they're like, "Oh, COVID." The to me, the issue here about uh, the new UK strain. These things mutate all the time. I mean, that's what viruses do. It's all like, you know, Darwin mutation survival of the fittest. And, I, you know, some of them can mutate in a bad way for us. And the virus doesn't care. Except that the worse it gets for people, the worse it gets for the virus, too. Because the virus can't replicate if it kills the host. You know, first rule of a parasite, don't kill the host. I tell that to a lot of people around the house. But in any event, uh, that is why the common cold is like gets around the whole population and like Ebola doesn't. Because if it's too if it's too toxic, then you know, it doesn't doesn't get very far, you know what I mean? So moderation is is not only good in politics, but also if you're a virus. And if you're a virus, you don't know. I mean, it's not like you sit around and contemplate. You don't have a brain. You know, the only reason a virus exists, in fact, there is no reason, but the only thing it's designed to do is is replicate. You know, I mean, it doesn't have any hobbies. It doesn't, you know, it has no social justice agenda. It just wants to replicate itself, or it just does. It doesn't even want to replicate itself. That's just what it does. So the ones that replicate, the best are the ones that do the least damage to their host, and that's why the common cold is so popular. You know, America's most popular viruses, I mean, the common cold. Not Ebola, because Ebola never gets a chance to infect the next guy. So, anyway, it's a little, little virology up lesson from, like me, who couldn't even get through high school biology without getting sick to my stomach, at least. So, but that's how it is. And uh, there is an analogy to politics because the most viral ideas don't last long because they kill everybody, right? Like the French Revolution, it's a drop with their heads. Eventually, there's no heads to chop off because everybody moves, you know? Everybody runs away, just like the play. So I am not worried about this UK uh, strain. You know, you want to maintain an even strain. I think that's going to be the title of this episode, if I remember to title it, because I have to title it after I do it, you know, so it requires more short-term memory than my particular uh, processor has. And then I had another variation. Oh, Gene Gene, you know what? It was going to be, like, if this one had a soundtrack, if I could figure out how to do the sound, like, I would have Gene Genie as the, uh, by David Bowie, of course, as the music interlude or intro or whatever it is. Uh, But... Uh, what do we got here? I heard Meg, uh, my 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 lady Meg, uh, Meg. Uh, still can't remember her last name. Is it Meg Terrell? Uh, we had some real real nice action. Um, some of the uh. First of all, Regeneron, they say that their drug still works, and Lily says their drug still works. Uh, those drugs are sitting on the shelf because you have to give it to the guy like the first two days. It's like the flu, uh, whatever the drug is you take for flu. By the time you realize you have the flu, it's too late to take it, you know? And it only cuts the course of the disease down by a couple of days anyway. 
And I'm not sure if it does anything for the real tough cases. I don't don't know, but all I know is that the uptake on that has not been good. But there's a lot of gene, uh, genetic engineering stocks that went through the woof. Uh, Gene editing stocks. And one is Beam Therapeutics. Uh, These are people who use CRISPR and then Intellia, I think it is. They're up like 35%. And there were some comments made from ARK Investments, I guess, to Bloomberg that were really, uh, you know, set these things on fire, which is great. But then on the bad news side, there was one, I can't remember the name of the stock here. It didn't pick up on my recording, but uh, it was a hemophilia B gene therapy program that got put on hold, so that stock tanked. So that's life in biotech, right? Uh, we did not have any positions in the gene therapy drugs. I wasn't even, or the gene therapy companies, not even on my radar, but they probably are now. Uh, I will try to post a, a screenshot I took of CNBC with the tickers. I don't know if you want to go chasing them or not, frankly. I mean, I don't know the first thing about them, really. I know what CRISPR is, but honestly, I don't know much about that neck of the woods so is it too late did you miss it i don't know should you short it i wouldn't want to buy puts on them maybe um i don't know but you do have i don't know that i'd get long on them today and i don't know that i'd short them either because who knows you know could be a momentum trade but typically i guess what like the first trade that came to mind when I heard the news is that you sell put spreads in January, let's say, at the strike price where it was before it ran up. Because if it drops, you figure it's not going to drop below that. Uh, whereas if it pops, you know, you collect the premium. And if it just stays anywhere above the strike, you're okay too. So that's like you can figure... Like, how many ways are there to lose money on that? It's got to drop below the level it was before it popped. That's the only way I can think of where you lose money. And if it just stays above where it was then, or it goes up further than that, then you make money. So I think there's two ways to make money, and only one way to lose. So I like that. Uh, Now, Tesla, on the other hand, you know, now now that it's in the S&P... If you sell puts, it could collapse. If you uh, sell calls, it could run up. If you go long, it could collapse. Um, so I, it's hard to figure out a way to play Tesla where you couldn't lose money, you know, because it's so weird. It's like 1% of auto sales, but it's worth more than all the other uh, car companies combined. That doesn't make any sense, does it? I think it's a pure momentum stock. It's a pure concept story tech, you know, it's going to be like an Amazon. 20 years from now, it'll make money somehow, but nobody knows how. And the guy who runs it does, you know, does joints on camera. Mm. On the other hand, it's up, I think, 600% this year. So you would have been a genius if you bought it in March. I didn't, because uh, I, I don't get it, you know. So if I don't get it, I generally don't play, even if... And I see Joe Biden got his shot today. I was thinking, boy, would that be funny if he had an allergic reaction on camera. <laughs> now, this is no laughing matter, I understand. But uh, there he is, getting his shot. 
And, you know, when he gets it, it's like, what a, what a great example he is. If Trump got it, they'd be like, oh, he's gotten the first of the line. What about the underprivileged, you know? And uh, it looks like the bio, BioNTech works on all the different strains. They've tested it on 20 mutations. Uh, so they're optimistic that it's going to work. So not, not to worry. If you were selling on that news, I don't think you did a good trade. But um, if you sold to avoid the the you know the reaper of the higher cap gains, a uh, good move. You know, I did the same thing at least. So um, I guess that's about the size of it here. I have nothing else to add. I see that the years. Uh, FDA commissioner, ex-FDA commissioner under Obama, if that matters to you. Honestly, any old FDA, any ex-FDA commissioner is always worth listening to as far as I'm concerned, regardless of party. Because you got to remember, it's like the AMA, right? The elected officials come and go, but the staff remains until, you know, they don't. So... It's the staff that really runs the government, folks. This this stimulus bill's over five thousand pages, and I have actually tried to read federal legislation. It is a foreign language that makes Sanskrit look easy, because it's all amendments to the Code of Federal Regulation. So it's not like it reads like an easy narrative, you know, like the Bill of Rights or something. It's like this amends CFR blah 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 to delete the word is. And the stimulus, by the way, which didn't move the market, unfortunately, is that uh, is a, what we call a Christmas tree in, in legislation, which means every representative and every senator gets to add something in, which is why it's 5,000-plus pages of inscrutable text. So when people accuse, you can always accuse your representative or, or senator of not reading the bill. Nobody reads the bill. They get a little summary and says, here's what it does. If you tried to read the bill, you couldn't. There is a very odd species of scribes, you know, and Pharisees in the federal government that work for the staff of the Senate and the House, and they draft these bills, and they are the only ones who really understand how it works. And they're like, you know, a priesthood of sorts. They speak as if to an oracle, and boom. And every once in a while, there's a little drafting error, so something completely bizarre happens that has, they have to go back and fix once the lobbyists and the rest of the parasites in the Beltway figure, you know, start reading the fine print. Because they have their own guys who used to write the bills, and now they get paid a bunch of bucks to read the bills and figure out how to exploit the loopholes in the bills. So... Now, uh, Biontech's at 106, Moderna's at 138, <coughs> and we <coughs> have a short 118 put on Biontech and a short 150 put on Moderna. So we're 12 bucks out of the money on um, Moderna and 12 bucks out of the money on B. Beyond tech too, so hopefully those two will rally tomorrow, because our expiration is Christmas Eve, so we have a few days left. <clears throat> but um, you know, Plan B on that. Just for those of you who are following along at home, 
is to roll them over. Because what you can do is sell the one you got now and buy another month, another month out. Go to the end of the year. There's a quarterly. There's a weekly in January and all that, maybe. I don't know. But there's probably, there's certainly a January monthly, probably. Usually they're a couple of months out, at least. So uh, you can always live to fight another day. But we did go back to the well, and sometimes you go back to the well too often and it runs dry, so we might get burned. But we did uh, get a pretty good premium on these things. So I think even if it finishes like seven or eight bucks out of the money, we still break even. So it's not the worst thing in the world. But, you know, we like to see them go up. We'd like to see Moderna go up above 150. And we'd like to see Biontech go back up above 118. And in my mind, there's no reason why they shouldn't. Moderna just got their emergency use authorization. I mean, come on, guys. That should pop. Even though it was baked in. I get it. So anyway, that's about it for today. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Oh, one quick check. I think I put some fairly interesting things out on the uh, Alpha's Next Company page. Oh, yeah, here. Rich Americans who fear higher taxes hurry to move money now. That's from Bloomberg. You know, it's like if you telegraph, you're going to raise the rates then guess what? All the guys who have cap gains are going to sell before you can get their money. <clears throat> so you never make what you think you're going to make when you raise the rates because people aren't people who are smart enough to have capital gains aren't stupid enough to stand there on the railroad track and wait for the locomotive to run them over. Oh, another thing I put out there was, uh, and this is from a good liberal source, ProPublica.org. Leaked documents show how Chinese army of paid internet trolls helped censor the coronavirus. So if you like the idea of changing social media so that somebody, some Pontius Pilate, you know, jesting Pilate who can answer the question, what is truth, gets to decide what is on social media and what isn't, then look to the Chinese for a role model. Because, you know, they're like, oh, we can't hype this, you know, we can't say that this is a fatal virus, and they put the clamps on it, and that's one of the reasons why we lost 300,000 people or whatever it is in this country, because the Chinese downplayed the severity of it. When it was, you know, the Grim Reaper was, you know, doing a land office business. And that's one of the reasons we all got blindsided here, you know. But it, it, it is racist, I have been told, to call it the Chinese virus. Well, that's where it's from, guys. So, you know, we're not talking about ethnicity here. We're talking about nation-state. And communist China is a dictatorship that censors the truth as party policy. There's nothing racist about that, you know. When the Soviet Union was communist, it wasn't racist to talk about Russians. You know, so it's still okay to talk about Russians because I guess they're white. But anyway, <clears throat> be that as it may. And I say this as an interracial couple, you know. If you consider Asian a race, which, yeah, I guess, yeah, Asian I would consider a race. Well, my wife is Asian, for God's sake. So... 
What do I have to do? Maybe she's part black. I don't know. I hope so. Maybe we could get some BLM benefit. But anyway, um, a specular frenzy is sweeping Wall Street and the world markets. This is a report from, hmm, I forget where. Global stocks are now worth around $100 trillion. American companies have raised a record $175 billion in public listings. Some $3 trillion of corporate bonds are trading with negative yields. So, uh, that's pretty remarkable, right? Big numbers. Congress poised the vote on the stimulus, and yes, they did. And in terms of... And somehow I seem to have a hair on my... <laughs> That's interesting. Analysts project Pfizer and Moderna will generate $32 billion in COVID vaccine revenue in 2021. That's a lot of money. The U.S. government will pay $1.95 billion to uh, Pfizer for the first 100 million doses of the vaccine. Big money. Uh, I put a post out there about the... Exodus from New York from Seeking Alpha. Uh, that's, you know, a very small number of taxpayers pay a big chunk of the New York City corporate income or personal income tax. And they're going to Florida where they won't pay any taxes. So there's nothing to stop them, folks. That's why those tax rate increases never make what they project. Because, again, people do not stand on the... Uh, let's say, the rapid transit tracks in New York and wait for the train to run them over. They move. They step aside. They step aside to Florida. They'd rather deal with a hurricane than a tax increase. Retail, here's another item. Yeah, this is from Bloomberg. Bloomberg has a lot of good stuff. Retail investors account for 20% of market volume, enough to move the price of stocks. That's my own little comment on that article, actually. And then there's an article about Tesla valuation. Wall Street's dilemma. What are Tesla's shares worth? Anywhere from, I think, $95 to 1000 depending on who you listen to. <laughs> Good luck with that. And there's another article they put out about what happens when the 1% go remote. Well, nothing good. Uh, there was a guy named David Tepper. There is a guy. And he decided to leave New Jersey and left a crater in New Jersey's budget of up to $100 million a year. Now, interestingly enough, he moved back. And then here's the number. A whopping 80% of New York City's income tax revenue comes from the 17% of its residents who earn more than $100,000 a year. Oh, okay. If just 5% of those folks decided to move, it would cost the city almost a billion dollars. So that's killing the goose that lays the golden egg. And I will tell you something, a hundred grand in New York City is chicken feed. I know people who have been uh, promoted to uh, get a or, or moved to New York, got a job, got a 33% raise, thought, wow, this is great, and they get there, and they're living a lower lifestyle than they were in Chicago because everything's so expensive. So, 
And part of the reason it's so expensive is because people have to pay those taxes. You know, it's just craziness. But this is the future. That's why I am actually a fan of modern monetary theory, more or less, because if you're going to, you know, squander a great deal of money at the federal level, then I'd rather see you borrow it than tax it. Because you leave as much then in the private sector as possible, and you use funny money to to take the care of the entitlements and everything else. And as long as you can get away with that, as long as you can borrow in your own currency, you're good. And then when the when the music stops, you know, hopefully those of you who have money will have put it in gold or Bitcoin or something that's worth money. Because there may come a day, and I'm sure it'll be a day after my uh, funeral, that the dollar is no longer accepted worldwide as the reserve currency. I mean, it could be sooner, but, you know, I'm 66, so I'm thinking 30, 40, 50 years from now. I'm not thinking three or four or five weeks like some people are. I think short term, I'm watching a commercial now for Bitcoin, some cyber currency, crypto fund. I'm not there. And they're mocking gold because you can't, you know, you can't uh, use it to pay for anything. Well, no. I mean, you can't walk around with little bits of gold in your pocket. And you can walk around with little bits of Bitcoin on your phone, I guess. But from what I understand, if you lose your password, then you're broke. So I'd rather actually have gold. Not that I want either. But, you know, I would certainly rather see him borrow and spend than tax and spend. You know, because then... You know, doesn't come out of my pocket, doesn't come out of yours. Except for the interest, which is negligible, which is a negative real rate. Fine. As long as that works. And the Fed could keep the rates down and has every incentive to, you know, unless they bust the federal government, of which it's technically not quote-unquote a part, but quasi-governmental for sure. So anyway, that's my thought for the day, half an hour uh, or less of my thoughts. And uh, I will probably have more thoughts tomorrow. And if I do, I'll share them with you. Bye-bye.